Hi, friends. Welcome to this bonus episode of The Faithful Podcast, stories of people who walk by faith and gained a fuller understanding of the faithfulness of God. I'm your host, Stephanie Baker. Today, a good friend of The Faithful Podcast family and former guest, Amy Watson, is going to share more of her story of trauma and heartache and more of the evidence of God's faithfulness in her life. Amy is the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Wednesdays with Watson. And you may remember her story of PTSD from episode 31 of the Faithful Podcast. Amy was kind enough to record a special message for the Faithful Podcast listeners, which you will hear shortly. And then you should head over to her podcast, Wednesdays with Watson, where you can hear how Amy struggled with feeling unwanted and desperately desired to be fully known and fully loved. Spoiler alert, she found that love in Jesus, but it was a challenging road, and she's still working through PTSD from all of her trauma. So please enjoy a message from Amy Watson from the Wednesdays with Watson podcast. Hey, listeners of The Faithful Podcast. My name is Amy Watson, and I am so grateful to be on The Faithful Podcast today. Today's podcast is a very special crossover event whereby Stephanie and I, both podcasters, have teamed together to bring you my story of hope and redemption from a lifetime of trauma and also currently living with post-traumatic stress disorder. While today's episode on The Faithful Podcast is a standalone story, it is not necessary for you to listen to the first part of the story. If after listening to today's podcast, you are interested in doing that, you can find that simply by Googling Wednesdays with Watson podcast. Today, I am so grateful to tell you of a time when God met me on a beach and I was able to lay some things down. I hope that it will serve some encouragement to anyone out there who is looking for hope and help and just a life that is abundant and free, even in the midst of so much trauma. So it is with great pleasure and honor that Stephanie has given me the microphone today to tell you a little bit about the rest of the story after we recorded on Wednesdays with Watson podcast. So thank you for your, for your time, and I hope that you find Jesus in this story. The bright white building, outlined in red, hasn't changed much in 40 years. I could see it from my beachfront hotel room. Even though it was a couple of miles down the beach, I could easily recognize that red cross on the side of the building. That cross is internationally known to symbolize help and by proxy, hope. I knew that building well. I sought it often as a tow-headed kid who clearly was born with an unadulterated love for the ocean. We often hung around the lifeguard Red Cross building as young kids. Having saved every penny from the week's odd jobs, we jumped on the city bus with little more than our swimsuits and maybe an extra t-shirt. When we weren't in the ocean or playing on the sand dunes, we were hanging around that bright white building with a cross painted on the side. We played for hours on the boardwalk, enjoyed the food vendors and street performers. No one really knew where we were, nor did they care. So we'd often stay until the last bus picked us up to take us to the war zone that we called home. 
The buses were always colder than they needed to be and often elicited chill bumps on our sun-kissed skin. I stood somewhat paralyzed on that same beach a few years ago, and those memories flooded my mind and overtook my senses. For a minute, I was that tow-headed kid again. The ocean was turbulent that day as a storm off the coast of Jacksonville decided to hang out for a bit. The waves crashed into the Earth's crust with an energy that I understood. I decided to walk towards that white building, the one that signified help and hope. I scanned the grounds for shells or rocks. My phone was shuffling some pretty amazing songs, and it turned into a sweet Jesus and me time that I will never forget. I was in Jacksonville for reasons that were far from fun, and I was telling Jesus about it. Come thou fount, shuffled on my phone, and just like every other time I hear that song, I was intrigued about a single lyric. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I come. Because this part of the song always stops me in my tracks, I had learned the story behind Ebenezer, and on this day, I wanted to raise an Ebenezer. The word in its original text means stone of help. I turned the stone around between my fingers. I didn't even remember picking it up because Jesus and I were having a talk. I continued towards the Red Cross building. I can't be sure if the memories drew me there or the symbolism of that building drew me there. Either way, I was on a mission to get there. I replayed that song and listened intensely to that lyric. I knelt down and wrote victory and the same with my rock, took a picture and left my stone there. I was determined to leave some other things on the beach that day. I needed to. So I raised my Ebenezer and thanked God for the victory that he has given me over armies of darkness, groups of trauma, and multiple health issues. God, in his kindness and sovereignty, healed my brain enough for me to face and win battles and wars. Because you see, trauma is stubborn. It is greedy. And it will left unchecked, absolutely destroy its tenant. I fully understand what a miracle my life is. I wanted to leave my mom on the beach that day and all the trauma that she caused. I thought of her a lot on that Jesus and me walk. I remembered seeing a picture of her and my sister Libby sitting somewhere where I was walking. I wanted to leave my abusive ex-husband on the beach that day. I had so many memories with him out there. Those memories reminded me that he wasn't all bad, and neither was my marriage. And so I kept walking, and the building of help and hope got closer. And so did real hope, as I just begged Jesus to take all those things from my heart and from my mind and truly give me victory. I begged him to help me. I had been trying to wish my trauma away. Trauma doesn't go away because we want it to leave, and the body keeps the score. And this is why I was in Jacksonville in the first place. My body had kept impeccable score over the years. By the time I made it to that Red Cross building, quiet tears dripped. And I remember that little kid escaping the life of pain, running on the boardwalk and hanging around that bright white building with a cross on the side. On this day, that grown-up little girl was walking on the beach in search of some help and some hope. The bright cross stared back at me, and I wanted to kneel in front of it 
and lay it all down there because it had ceased to be a symbol of the American Red Cross and reminded me of the wooden cross where they killed my Jesus. He gave his life for me so that I could have victories like I was having at that moment. On my way back, I realized I never picked up my Ebenezer after I took the picture. I fully expected the ocean to have devoured it, and that would have kind of been perfect, actually. A new song shuffled on my phone. This time, another lyric forced more water from my eyes. Behold the Lamb, the story of redemption written on his hands. Jesus, you will reign forevermore. The victory is yours. We sing your praise, endless hallelujahs to your holy name. Jesus, you will reign forevermore because the victory is yours. We thank you for the cross. I had heard that song at the church the week before. The story of redemption written on his hands is my story. It is your story. I turned around and took one last look at the building and then down at the ground. And there it was, the rock I had used to proclaim victory and the sand sat exactly where I left it. My heart burst with gratitude that Jesus always has been and will continue to be my stone of help and nothing could separate me from the love of the cross. It is my hope that the listeners of the Faithful Podcast will find hope in the power of the cross. It is my hope that your listeners, these listeners would find hope and trauma, hope and pain, hope when we know where our help comes from. I am so grateful to Stephanie and the Faithful Podcast for this platform, and it is my desire that today, wherever you are, that you will know that redemption is written on the hands of the one who died for you, because we do not serve a high priest who is unfamiliar with our sufferings. My name is Amy Watson, and I am a precious daughter of the Most High God, I should not be here, and I understand that responsibility. And so my heart is stirred by a noble theme. As I recite verses for my king, may my tongue be the pen of a skillful writer. Jesus loves you guys, and if you need to know how to have a personal relationship with him so that you can find hope in unimaginable pain, please reach out to Stephanie or to me. Again, thank you so much for your time, because I know that it's not something we're making more of. May you find hope in the power of the cross and the faithfulness of his word and all that he does for us. Jesus loves you, my friend, and I hope on this day you will remember that. Amy's courage to share the hurt in her life is such an inspiration to me. She has endured more than I can ever imagine, yet she still loves Jesus so much. Please head over to her podcast, Wednesdays with Watson, to hear more. And don't forget to check out episode 31 of The Faithful Podcast featuring Amy Watson. Make sure you check out amywatsonauthor.com or find her contact info in the show notes. You can find me at faithfulpodcast.podbean.com or on Instagram at faithfulpodcast. Thanks so much for listening, and remember to stay faithful, friends.